everybody, it's Amanda. And it's Dana. We're gonna do a little podcast about Jonestown. Jim Jonestown? Jim Jonestown. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about this. The biggest egomaniac the world has ever known. Indeed. So let's flash back to in the 70s. Okay. He made a few churches where he claimed to be God. He even had the gall to throw a Bible across the floor and say, look, that didn't hurt me. Okay. That's pretty brazen. This was his proof. He threw he threw the Bible at the floor and said, look, I'm God because I was able to throw this Bible at the floor. Okay. Right. I mean, that's for simpletons. That's why I think a lot of the people who went to Jonestown wanted to die. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty hefty claim. What do you think? I don't know. I do you think that that was on their mind? Do you think they knew that's what was going to happen when they when they all moved to Jonestown? Uh okay, yeah. Here we go. Okay, um I think the people who were in the People's Temple, which was in California, mm-hmm. right? Witnessed certain things that were a bit odd for a church like publicly shaming individuals and hurting people then they were like oh yeah let's hop on a bus and go to Jonestown in Guyana yeah it sounds what a great plan that's why I think they kind of sealed their own death certificate I see what you mean I can't see myself ever doing that, could you? No, if 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 we were attending a church together and they suddenly said, "Hey, we we bought uh we bought 48 acres off the coast of La Mesquitia and we're going to build a church down in South America and, and we're moving everybody." I I'd, I'd probably find another church. Would you just say no or would you go or would you try it out for a second and then then you'd find out though. Wait. Oh, they're not going to let me go. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't vote on it. I would probably want to stay here. So back back then, drugs were easily, drugs and guns were easily accessible. Yes. For everybody. Yeah. So when these people innocently moved to Jonestown in Guyana. They had no clue what was actually going on behind the scenes. Jim Jones was slowly losing his mind. Yes. Any videos that you see, you can watch him slowly deteriorating. You can hear videos, and it's very traumatizing. I've heard them before. I'm sure a lot of you have as well. Have you? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can actually hear the final tape. That he made, uh, just saying, just, just, just be brave, or whatever he was saying to those poor people that he drug out into the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he did. He basically took them to their, like, cattle to their death. And you remember that one picture, like, that everyone probably remembers of all the people and why are they all face forward like maybe that they just didn't want to be looked at that's that's what i would think yeah i don't know that's a good question 
That's a good question. Did everybody? Yeah. Everyone was face forward down, dead. Face down on the ground, dead. Everybody took their last communion, because that's pretty much what it was like. Here, take take this cup. Take the last cup. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Be brave. Take this last cup. And then, yeah, the, the famous aerial photograph of the entire encampment, dead face down on the ground. So we start out with Jim Jones. He was a guy on the wrong side of the tracks growing up. He was a little bit poor growing up. Okay. Yeah. And um, he identified with um, other races and didn't understand why people hated other races so badly. So that is one redeeming there we go. One redeeming. One redeeming quality. Yeah. He, I remember, said, like, if you won't let this little boy stay in our house, then I will not stay in this house. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So he started out very well. Okay. I, very nicely, I would say. Not well, but I think he was always disturbed. So his his heart and his ideas started in a good place. Mm-hmm. Then we we switch over a few years, and he has the people's temple, which he claims to be God. He said, if you want me to be your God, I'll be your God, which is really messed up, because if you are any kind of religious or spiritual, you would not like that, and I don't like that. I don't like that either, yeah. When men are claiming to be God, things become dangerous. Mm-hmm. Which they did. And, um... So, apparently, he ended up, after doing the People's Temple in California, he was like, let's all go in buy this little plot of land and live in Guyana. Great. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah. Plot of land in the middle of nowhere. People claimed they had no hours of sleep or anything. They just had to work and had to answer for anything they did. And also there were claims that he was having sexual relationships with everybody not men, not women, just anybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So he was he was using his power to manipulate the people that he took with him. So he was basically mayor, god, and and and, and police over his own city. And it's, how does it get to this point, though, in a person's mind? I wouldn't do it because I feel like the people that went from California to Guyana wanted to just follow him just do whatever he said i i can't understand that can you like would you but the blind following of a charismatic person i don't i wouldn't call him charismatic no he wasn't a good you didn't you don't think that he was a good speaker a lot of people well, seem to think he was he had he had good command over the group of people that believed in him but that's all it takes that's all it takes. You get a group of people to follow you and, and they'll listen to everything you say. 
But what about, um, like, he, okay, so what happened, what ended up happening was they lived there, they harvested fruits and veggies and rice and stuff. Everyone was just, like, on edge all the time because apparently there were, like, these, like, what would you call it, like, in, like, terms now, urbanly, like, it was, like, shout out, what did you do? It was, like, a call out. Oh, they had call, call it they was, They would do uh, call out. They would call out people, mm-hmm. like, flat out, so, like, the reverse concept of a testimony, they would be like, what have you done? Mm-hmm. They would call them out in front of everybody. Really? Um, terrify them, probably, almost oh, to death. Oh, in modern terms, in modern terms, that would be, uh, like, the flex. They were flexing on They're, each other. Yeah, he would flex on people. They'd be flexing on each other. And, um, so they went all the way into the jungle, and even the people that lived around there didn't really like the way it sounded. Um, so one day, um, one person sent a note to a person, it was a congressman that came to visit. Oh, yes. To see and check up on people, you know, just to see how they were doing, like a a checkup. I've had that before. I mean, people have checked up on my well-being before. Yeah. They've come. They've come to see if you were doing okay. So mm-hmm. this was a wellness visit for Jonestown. Because, I mean, I I live alone most, like, most of my life. So, yeah, someone came over and I was like, yeah, I'm here. Just a little, I have a flu, but okay. I'm doing fine. I'll get through it. But um, after that, he kind of got panicked because he had all these accesses to drugs and guns. Right. Yeah, he'd use his power to secure some uh to uh, secure some connections. And he had a, yeah, he had access to all kinds of drugs and he had access to all kinds of weapons. He'd built himself a, a pretty fairly good uh well, I guess we'll call it a commune village. He had his followers there, he had his weapons, he had his drugs, he had his religion solidly in place. It was uh, functioning as communism. The people worked for him. And they really believed in him, too. And if you listen to the things he says, some of the time you would really be like, okay, yeah, I understand you. But then the other half of the time you'd be like, what the hell is this guy saying? Like, who does he think he is? He's insane. He's absolutely crazy but anyway a a lot of people followed him to Guyana in the middle of the jungle and just I guess one day he snapped because he had the, the the congressman on his back and some news anchor there as well yeah there was a a United States news crew had come to film the congressman's visit and uh, didn't they decide to hang around because they were pretty interested in what they saw because mm-hmm. they thought wow this what, is not not normal what the hell is going on around here we should probably get some more of this on videotape 
Can you think of any other cult that was more ridiculous than this one? I can't. Yeah, modernly, no. Uh, I mean, of course, like like David Koresh comes to mind, and that that ended not well. But it was nothing compared to what Jim Jones had accomplished in Guyana. If accomplished is the right word. I hope he is burning in hell because he led those people to their deaths. And these were people that if you would follow someone into a jungle, you probably aren't able-minded enough to say yes or no to something that might be dangerous. Yeah, the the saddest truth to me is the fact that uh, when Jim Jones was feeling cornered, caught, or whatever you want to say happened to him in his mind, his exit plan was to kill everybody that followed him. Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm going to I'm going to stop doing this now, so I'm just going to burn the whole thing to the ground and kill everybody that came with me. So yeah, they made this really nice commune where they you know, they had fields of veggies and stuff, and they couldn't sleep, and they weren't allowed to talk to each other. They weren't allowed, like, I remember at one point in one of the documentaries I watched on PBS that someone passed a note to the congressman, and okay. another cult member said, he passed a note. So that guy got in trouble, and that's when it all unraveled. So, um, at that point, everybody was just kind of on edge. I would have run off into the jungle if it were me, but... And some people did survive that way. They did just run away. I don't imagine that survivor's guilt. But, you know, the most horrible thing about Jim Jones is... That he started out, uh, I want to say, like, he seemed well-meaning at the beginning. Okay. Like, he wanted to make a bridge between black and white and poor and rich. That's what he wanted. But something really bad happened. I think he just got really bad into drugs. I don't know. They said, like, he had, like, an endless amount of drugs around him at all times. and Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then he ended up killing a congressman, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were trying to take off. The only reason a few people survived were some of his kids were at a basketball competition okay so they weren't there for the whole ordeal but um if you look at the photos of what he did to those people he was telling them like he was actually telling them not to be a coward and just take this drink this poison and like, mothers, don't worry about your babies. Just take care of them, and they'll be okay. What the hell? Yeah, that's pretty messed up. It's definitely messed up. There's there's no better way to paint the end picture here than, than saying that it was completely messed up. 
He was a very charismatic person from what I've seen of him. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, he was very commanding. He was big. He was the biggest guy in the room kind of a person. Yeah. Which which helps. Um, uh, he wasn't a bad looking fella. You know, and he, he, had the, he had his trademark. I mean, he wasn't cute or anything. No, but he had his trademark dark glasses and he had a boisterous voice. And he literally had a particular image that was, I guess, uh, catching. You know, and people saw him. He had a very commanding presence. So charismatic would be the right word, yeah. Yeah, I would say charismatic, and even that is too nice to say about him, but it is true. That's why people followed him all the way into a jungle. All the way into the middle of nowhere, quite literally. I just, I I wish they wouldn't have, because there are a lot of people that have come out of it saying that was... Horrifying, like just terrifying. Yes, it would be. Would be, especially the people that were able to get away. Can you imagine getting away and then coming back several hours later to everybody you ever knew? Well, everyone I know, if they're listening to this about Jonestown, has seen the photos of. That huge aerial photograph of all the people, face forward, just dead. And another thing which is really scary is, and we're not going to feature, is the uh, the way he told them to just lay down and die. Evidence of his of his charismata, evidence of his ability to command his people. There are whole audio recordings of him just telling them, just drink this. Mothers, 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 don't you worry. Just let them go to sleep and then you do it as well. Why? Yes. They wouldn't. It, he could have just run off into the jungle. Well, he could have left the whole thing. He could have left the whole thing. The people would have been disillusioned. Everything would have slowly petered out and people would have came back home. Or So I guess this is another reason why I believe God is a real thing. This is a reason why people can look back at things and say, oh, Okay, I feel this is not the right thing for me. Right, or they can look at a scenario or a situation and be like, that was the most evil thing I've ever seen. I really think that might be the most evil thing I've ever seen. Have you seen those photos? I have. I mean, so we can qualify Jonestown as an occult because it was, uh, by by the numbers, numbers-wise, it wasn't humongous, but it was pretty big. But we'll call it an occult because it had a singular leader and uh, a solid... Yet small following, if we're talking by worldwide numbers. Like, by comparison, I in, in my heart, I consider Nazism a kind of an occult. And you think... Oh, of, yeah, And they definitely. had their singular charismatic leader. So if you want to compare... like well, if This was like the American version of Nazism. Yeah, to a degree. There was a... Except that uh, Jim Jones was open to everyone. He's like, everyone come in. Everybody can come into the fold. Everyone come in and I'm going to kill all and y'all. I'm just going to murder y'all because that's the uh, that's the end game. That's my end game here. 
that's this is how you get into my paradise. You come into my church and I'll kill you. But yeah, I would agree with you. This would be like the American version of Nazism. It's kind of like Nazism as in they started in California and then they just take off into the jungle. It's just like they were trying to like map out he was trying to map out places, but he didn't have his head connected right. So he couldn't actually make any kind of a plan. He just, white knight, white knight. Has yeah. anyone heard that term before? White knight? Yeah, the white knight. White knight, white knight. He was a white knight. He would wake everyone up in the middle of the night and say, white knight, white knight. And why would he? And do they that? would have to have meetings, just because he just because he wanted to keep them all like discombobulated. Is that a word? Yeah, that's a word. In their heads, and he would be like, "Well, we have to have a meeting now. Clearly, it's a white night." At uh, at GE, I think they call that stress management. Just keep everybody on edge. They never know exactly when something's going to change or. It doesn't let people actually relax. Everybody's always stressed out. Everybody's always on edge. Well, what's the leader going to do now? What's happening next? He still has um, a few uh, kids around. There are some Jones kids living in America. And I would love to meet them someday. I would really love to, like, get an insight into what it was really like there. But also, you can get tours of Guyana and the Jonestown camp. But I don't know if I would want to do that. I don't... Would you? I don't know. Not really. I mean... It would be a very sad time. There's definitely... uh, I think we both have a a macabre sensibility. Like, I would go... I would tour... I would go on a tour through Auschwitz. I would do that. Auschwitz, that's, you have to go there. If you can, you have to go there because you have to understand what horrible things people are capable of. But that is neither, that's not even part of That's a of different this. conversation. But I'm just thinking if we were, you know, if, if I were to tour places where atrocities have happened, I guess I would, I would go to Jonestown. I would. I would go too. Yeah, yeah. I would. Um, with a lot of bug spray and stuff, but I, I, apparently, like everything is gone except for a few like trailers and trucks. They tore down all the they pole t- barns. Yeah, and- every every kind of building is gone. Um, I would go there only to just make a memoriam. I would try to bring something with me, you know, to leave there. Just to leave, yeah. Because if you look at the photos, it is devastating. Um, The people are just laying there. Like, we did this because we were told to. And as much as I want to say those people weren't being smart, they were probably just completely manipulated. I have been manipulated by boyfriends before. Right? I mean... Yeah, no, that's a good. These are good examples. Anyway, we're gonna wrap this up. Okay. This is our Jonestown wrap. 
Uh, it sucks, and Joan, Joan Stone is horrible, and Jim Jones is an asshole. Bye. Bye.